Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Man on the Post Extra Time podcast. I'm your host this week. I am Ross. I'm back on the show. It's been a while. Uh, joining me, lost. <laughs> Adam's here. That was Adam. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah. 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 I don't. You're normally always wait here. For, I don't normally wait for Chris to to uh, allow me to speak. So what do you think you've got? <laughs> I thought I'd get a bit more respect than Chris, but obviously not. That's fine. Um, and joining us, a man who's sitting silently, patiently waiting for his turn, is Nathan. Hello. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, are you? Yeah, right. Had a good week? Uh, we've had a week. Oh, I saw your tweet the other day that January is seemingly like the longest month ever. Oh, every time, isn't it? Every yeah, single yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's dreadful. Horrendous. Horrendous. Have you calmed down now, though? Uh, yeah, I've got over the little uh, moment <laughs> of weakness. Yes, that's that's done and dusted. Mm-hmm. I just loved it because, like I, said to you, like I said to you, just it was just... Yeah, like it was peak football fan. It was like I've lost all context. Yeah. We're definitely we're probably the worst team in the league, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was entirely on point with Arsenal fans. That yeah, I've, yeah, just, yeah. I've listened to many podcasts this week from Arsenal fans saying blow it all up, sack the lot of them, sell them all, get rid of Arteta, <laughs> start again. <laughs> a bit of perspective, lads. Come on. Yeah, it was just yeah. I got wrapped <laughs> up and just it was annoying. People woke up the next day. <laughs> I was hungover, but it actually wasn't. It was yeah, Arsenal six. And then realised, oh, it's just the third round of the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. Mental. That happened last weekend. We're not going to talk about that. We're talking about football from this week. Um, as we're all well aware, the um, Worthington Cup happened this week between Chelsea and Middlesbrough and Liverpool and Fulham. Um, we'll get to those yeah, we all in knew a this. Yeah, we all knew this. We're all well to be aware. Fair, of I this. knew. I knew there was. I knew that the competition was happening. <laughs> But that was as about as engaged as I wanted to get. Yeah, same here. Well, we we always play in the third round game and lose, and it's, it's, I've got no relevance past that. I think mean, that's the dream. You yeah, don't exactly. want more rounds than that. No, get out of this cup as quickly as possible, or win it. Yeah, and um, anyway, I, I am hosting this week because Chris isn't here. I'm going to ask you boys what you think Chris is up to because he's given us no clue, has he? He just said he's suddenly he hasn't got given a social us any life. Clue. So what do we think he's doing, Adam? What do you reckon he's up to? Oh. It's a Friday night in cold Cornwall. Yeah. Yeah. What could he be doing? Swimming? Go for a swim. Unlikely. A weird bunch down there. Yeah. <laughs> Gone to watch some local non-league football, maybe? Have they got nah, lights he's... down there, though? It's dark. Uh, yeah, he can't have gone to the pub, because as we know, he doesn't like, have any friends outside of the podcast. he will be listening to this as well. Hello, Chris. Not who, none who don't live outside his house, anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> And half Maybe. of his house, half of his house is too young to go to the pub. Yeah, absolutely. And his wife's probably watching Burnley versus Luton on. And, the, and the other, the other member of his house is too smart to go to the go to the <laughs> pub with Chris. So, <laughs> what do you think he's up to, Nate? What's he doing on a Friday night? I definitely think he's rewatching all Love Island episodes, ready for the new one. 
I reckon he's definitely doing that. Probably, yeah. Always be watching that film that was talking about at the minute with his notepad out this time. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of could it just be the fact that the traitors have started again and there's an episode on a Friday? Yeah, he's oh, prepared, that's yeah. a great show. Yeah, he's got oh, his snacks. He's got his half pint of wheat lager, and he's got his little bowl of nuts, and he's ready yeah. for the traitors. Yeah. I thought they all drank uh, Rattler cider down there. I thought that was like <laughs> the only drink that they did. Probably do actually. If they, yeah. Um, anyway, should we talk about some football? Middlesbrough no. lost. Uh, Middlesbrough beat this Chelsea. Is more fun. That was fun, right? <laughs> Chelsea lost in the the first leg of the League Cup semi final. Um, Middlesbrough are going right this season. Actually, they're doing pretty well in the Championship, and they're they're a pretty well sort of managed team. Michael Carrick is doing a really really good job with them. Um, which I, I didn't think he would be sort of the one. Uh, this sort of that sort of era of player. That golden generation of England player to be sort of the one that's the best at management, but did you not? Not massively, no. <laughs> I like where he started. He's gone sort of Middlesbrough were just bobbing along, doing nothing really. They've not troubled the playoffs for a while, and they're never really in danger. So he kind of had a, a bit of a free hit at this, and he's doing a pretty good job. I'm not Do sure. Do you not think that over like? I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'd have had the complete opposite idea to you, but I would have expected him to, almost expected him to be good. Like, he's like, I don't know, just like modern management now. Yeah. There's so much tactics and sort of stuff involved. He struck me, always struck me as something of a slight more of a thinking man's footballer. I suppose, yeah, yeah, compared to the other sort of players that he played with. He's not especially. like Gerard, Gerard's Roy of the Rovers antics. <laughs> yeah. Don't they make great comic books? They don't translate into tactical analysis. Whereas, yeah, um, I think that Herrick always struck me as someone who had a much better um, understanding of the game from yeah. that on that level. Um, and if you think and look back, we're sort of like of the the players who or the people who are considered in the upper echelons of of management now. Sort of like I think the the goats. More in that sort of mm. Carrick esque role as a player, right? You've got, you've obviously got Pep, you've got Arteta, and yeah. then you've currently got sort of um, Xavi Alonso by Leverkusen. He's twelve to one to be the next Man United manager. Like same odds as Zidane. Like that's who Carrick. Yeah, it's probably too early for him. I'd, I'd say, but uh, is that, is that, I can is see that more it. to do. Is that more to do with his with his bit of coaching that he did at United you know, before he went to Middlesbrough? Yeah. But you wonder whether it is too early for like I don't know whether things like this are too early for them nowadays. I think either they have it or they don't. Yeah. Like, like Pep had a season at Barcelona B. Yeah, true. Yeah. He's forty two and he's he's he, like yeah, like no said, he's done a little bit of coaching at Man United before as well, hasn't he? And, he had, I mean, yeah. Was he caretaker for a little star. bit? I think he might have done a couple of games. That's not that's not a bad trade. Yeah, when was the, weren't left, they part of he? like a um it was like a by committee sort of situation, like two or three of them were in charge, right? Yeah, before Rangnick mm. and yeah, after like, Solskjaer. Yeah, it feels like it was had. like Carrick <laughs> and what was Giggs doing or Phil Neville or something stupid. Yeah, Phil Neville was almost certainly there. Not invited, but there. No, he was just hanging around with a bad smell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's doing a good job. Chelsea, on the other hand, have not had the greatest of seasons, have they? They're currently 10th. 
Like uh, Hutch just can't catch a break, can he? No. They've won eight, lost eight, drawn four. Almost a completely negative goal difference of uh, three. So, I mean, they're not even... They're not lining it up. They're just having a very ordinary season. Like, if it wasn't Chelsea, if this was Fulham, this season would be perfectly fine. But the expectations and the money spent, they should be doing better than this. Is it? Does it just need time, do we think? I I think he's a good manager. Yeah. I thought they were going to be much better this season. I really did, but... So did I. It's a squad that still, remarkably, with the money they've spent, still needs work. It's it's massively unbalanced. Like Nicholas Jackson is not; he's, he's far from the finished article as Premier League striker. It kind of feels a bit, a little bit like um, when Abramovich first arrived and all these all these like names arrived, and it was like, oh my god, right, okay. But actually, yeah. there wasn't. There was no. There was no team. There was just a lot of players, and it it has that feel to it again. Probably mm. with you say, are, you, are you saying they need Mourinho back? <laughs> Well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but it, it kind of feels like that. You know, there's, there's enough there for someone to go in and add a couple more and actually make it into a team. Whether Poch does it or not, I don't know. I thought, I, I thought the same as you two. I thought that they'd be, they, they come flying back this season when he, when he got mm-hmm. announced. I was a bit like, oh shit, here we go. They're, they're going to be back in it now. We're in, him in charge. Did you sort of feel like and... this is going to make Arsenal's job tend to of like just even like you wanted to be like oh. This is a kick-on season, but actually, like, oh, maybe this actually has to be a try and consolidate a Champions League play season because we've got other teams that are coming now who you be expected mm. to be better, but hasn't yeah. happened. Absolutely, yeah, yep. They've got twenty-eight points. They've got almost they got an absolutely identical record to Wolves this year, I mean, which no one saw. I thought Wolves going to get relegated. They were all dreadful last season, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, they're having a great season. Chelsea reference a disastrous season. Same amount of points. It's all about your aren't expectations. They, aren't they quite close in points to Everton, who've had 10 points taken off? <laughs> yes. If Everton, they got, uh, Everton would be two points behind them um, with the extra 10 points. They they were wrongly stripped off, I guess. I don't know. Let's just go with stripped off, at least. Stripped off, yes. Those <laughs> yeah. points are gone. They're, they're not Certainly happened. Yeah, it's definitely happened. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they, they've got the second leg to try and pull this one around. Um, in the other semi-final, Liverpool came from behind to beat Fulham 2-1. It wasn't, again, a vintage performance, but it's just enough, I guess, isn't it? Fulham are doing well to get to this. It would be a nice final to have Fulham versus Middlesbrough. It would probably be one of the least watched League Cup finals of all time, I'd imagine. Just Chris. <laughs> yeah, this would be his dream. Furious. <laughs> it's not on, on BBC. Yeah. Even though even though the Cara- the, the Carabao Coca-Cola Worthington Milk Cup has never been on BBC. No. <laughs> it's almost entirely a sky thing. Yeah, they came from behind. Curtis Jones and Cody Gekpo um, got them the win. You'd you, you probably reckon they're going to go through to the final. Fulham needs to overcome a, a loss in the first leg to get there. Liverpool-Chelsea seems to be the final. Where was it? Sorry, you might have said, but was it at Craven Cottage? It was at Anfield, no. So it's going back okay. to Craven Cottage, so you never know. Fulham again, having a good season. Yeah, yeah, they're playing some nice football. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a balloon that will burst, though. Yeah, it does not because I doubt but... them, but I just think that they'll get picked apart. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm unlike a team like like unlike what Brighton have demonstrated to me at them recently. I don't trust them to keep getting it right. Yeah, 
because most teams don't most because and that's not a slight on Fulham that's because most teams don't keep getting it right yeah it happens once or twice and then suddenly yeah that bubble's burst and oh crap we're actually in trouble now yeah Mm. yeah so that's the league cup sorted well I'm sure Chris will talk more about that when it comes to the final I just want to talk about some transfers that have happened this week Timo Werner is back in the Premier League Um, Nath he's gone to the Spurs are you happy about this? Uh, I mean, it's weird. Like, <laughs> where did that come from? Um, mm. Spurs need a goal scorer, know, I think, and they've signed Timo Werner. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a player there, but I don't think I feel very much like I have actually yet to see it. Yeah, another. German I don't know what happened to him. I feel like the Premier League just ruined him. Yeah, yeah. Because in Germany, he cannot stop scoring goals. He's absolutely trick. He hasn't scored them back at, at Leipzig this season. Oh, is he not? His numbers are not goals, goals, goals. I, cause the, and I don't even think he was fully getting in the team. So that was what I was reading was behind the reason that Leipzig were willing to loan him out was that mm. he wants to go to the Euros and he appreciates that he needs game time to be able to that do makes sense. He's got 11 uh, since his return in 2022. So, yeah, not great goal scoring reform. Um, yeah. He's not an out-and-out striker. They're still repl- trying to replace Harry Kane, aren't they? But they're not doing it with that sort of striker. There probably aren't that many of that striker around, but Werner's very much uh, on the wing, uses pace, uh, almost another Son type forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, almost, yeah, almost, yeah. yeah. He's the guy who chips in rather than the guy who leads the line, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's he's on the wings, and yeah, we'll see. Um, more action at Tottenham. They've loaned Eric Dyer to Bayern Munich. Yeah, Kane Kane's been getting a bit lonely. Uh, Harry, Harry wants season. a friend. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> this is a strange move. I don't watch much German football, but buying that bad defensively that Eric Dyer is the answer. I mean, I'm guessing is, is, is Eric Dyer ever the answer to any question? <laughs> <laughs> I like Eric Dyer. He's a solid footballer. Like I'm, a, I'm an Eric yeah. Dyer apologist. He's, yeah, he's a solid guy who's never really done anything wrong, for, even for England or his club. I mean, buying a second currently, they're a point behind Leverkusen. Um, the, ma- the man won a penalty shootout for England. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what more that do is, we want? That is some claim that he can have for the rest of his career, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. name the other people who've done that. <laughs> This starts and ends. Right there. <laughs> 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 whoever took the whoever took the last penalty against Spain in Euro ninety six, right? Yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that Adams? But it wasn't. Was it? I don't know. I think it might have been. Um, also, more moves to Germany. Jane Sancho has gone back to Borussia Dortmund. Now that, cancels, it. now that cancels out the Man United locker room, all's going to be right with Man United, and you see them fly up the table, I guess, right? Because he was the yeah, issue. Yeah. He was the main was, issue there. Yeah. <laughs> He was the issue, the fact that, and, and they've definitely now got all the attacking talent they need. <laughs> They're sitting in eighth currently. Uh, same points as Brighton, less points than West Ham. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> We're all here for it, aren't we? <laughs> it's great for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> it's it's just been so, by that little spell with Mourinho, who they didn't rate, who actually won them trophies. It's been a bit of a Disaster for them, really, since Fergie retired. Oh, absolutely. Nothing but a disaster. I mean, Van Hal won the 
from an FA Cup as well. Yeah. And then got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately after. Yeah, insane. I, mean, I reckon they probably have more managers than we could name. No, who's, I could definitely Who's up to that challenge? From, from Fergie then, so we went to Moyes. So it's Fergie, Moyes. Yeah. Uh, then it's Van Hal. Okay. Gig, gigs in between as, as caretaker. <laughs> Yeah, gigsy to end a season. Yes, until his problems um, happened, he can't do that anymore. <laughs> then it's Van Hal. Then it's Mourinho. Right, Solskjaer. Yeah, Solskjaer. Um, uh, Ranjek. Yep. And with the Carrick, Phil never win to lose. In between, yeah. <laughs> then it's then it's Ten Hag. And it's Ten Hag. Yeah, what a run that is. Twenty thirteen to now. So, what ten managers? Yeah, nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty to two thousand thirty. <laughs> just, just one name. That is insane. Yeah. It... Good luck, New. Good luck, New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun to watch as well. Sorry, Nash. Patriots. Fan, yeah, yeah, cheers. But, um, yeah. <laughs> just getting over Wenger and now that happens. Fantastic. <laughs> There's been no other sort of big deals happened yet, as in the Premier League, still early in the window. Um, Feels like it's going to be a quiet one. I do don't think? think anyone's. I don't think anyone's in a position at the moment to go big. So well, Newcastle can't, can they? They've been hit by financial fair play restrictions. Yeah, if anything, or profit and sustainability restrictions, I should say. Yeah, yeah, those those will get you. <laughs> yeah, it's all very well having all the money in the world, but if you can't, you don't get enough income. You can't then spend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can look at a bit of some, some gossip to see who might be on the move Everton wants 60 million for Amandu Onana I don't think Arsenal would have to sell someone first to afford him yeah uh, at least one you reckon yeah I have you still got mean... players like Onene Onene knacking around and um... yeah, yeah have you yes we have yeah <laughs> oh my god of course yeah. Partey yes how is Partey not in Saudi Arabia already that's surely is a match made in heaven, isn't it? He keeps being linked to Saudi Arabia, doesn't he? Yeah, he has to go there eventually. He do what he wants over there. I think his hamstrings hanging off. So, <laughs> yeah, I think he's. Pretty I don't think done. that matters in Saudi Arabia, from what I've seen. <laughs> well, no, yeah, true. Have you seen but, Jordan Henderson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chelsea want to sign of... Evan Ferguson, but Brighton won a hundred million pounds to sign him. He's nineteen years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many goals has he scored? Uh, this is not very many, is he? Done. I don't think so. <laughs> Have a quick Google. I did find it quite baffling that he was like the best thing that's ever come out of Brighton and then they went and signed a striker. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. He's got six goals this season. Um, he got six goals last season as well. He got three of those goals in one game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has he played much? Uh, 16 games this season, so most of the games, yeah, we, what, yeah, you know, 20 games, yeah, yeah, six goals, 100 million pounds. That's sign him, Chelsea, yeah, do it, Chelsea. <laughs> it was like a great idea. But they've forgotten <laughs> that Christian and Cuckoo's just come back from injury, apparently, and still want to sign yeah. another striker. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to do it, it is Chelsea, isn't it? Let's be honest, yeah, well, yeah, right, absolutely. Right, and don't have a hi- <laughs> have history from absolutely <laughs> mugging you off. <laughs> It's, uh, like, it's like Liverpool and Southampton all over again. Yeah, it is. At a certain point, it would have been cheaper to buy Brighton. 
Yeah, I reckon they probably paid more for their players than they did for their stadium when they got that rebuilt a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I just think the whole club. I think yeah. the whole club <laughs> was cheaper than buying Potter, Casado, <laughs> um, um, Caliarella. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a lot of money. They've got to be into Brighton for at least 200 mil. <laughs> and Brighton have the audacity for, to ask for another hundred. Yeah, <laughs> but if anything, they've learned. Just, just... name price, Chelsea yeah. player. Name price, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to try and see. So, uh, yeah, Casado was 116. Counter with a second offer. Robert Sanchez was 28. So this season alone, that's a uh, 140 million. And that's before we go back to seasons as well. Jesus Christ. Was that 140 million? Yeah, on two players this season. And I'm fairly sure like Culliarello was like 60 million. Uh, 65, yeah, according to this. And they yeah. paid 25 million for Potter. Yes, they did. That went well. <laughs> so what's that? That's a, that's 230 million. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Never change, Chelsea. Never change. Yeah. Let's see if I can find how much the guy bought Brighton for. <laughs> okay. Um, while you do that, tell me if you think this is true, Nathan, that Real Madrid, uh, senior figures at Real Madrid believe that the club should sign Victor Oshimen rather than Kylian Mbappe. Um, Who would you rather have? I'd rather have Mbappe. Yeah? Yeah, just in terms of, I think he's a more versatile more well-rounded player. The only problem with him at Madrid, does he not play on the same side that Vinny does? They're not. I mean, when has that ever mattered in Madrid? Well, yeah, <laughs> just play them wherever. It doesn't really they matter. Will, they will fit them in together. <laughs> they can both, they'll, they'll come up with the formation of two left-wingers, won't they? <laughs> it's just... I, think, I think that he's, but it's whether you want as big, that bigger person, like, yeah. I Oshiman yes. seems like a better fit that he wouldn't cause trouble. He'd just go there and score a fuckload of goals and there'd be no issues with him. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one for you, Adam. Uh, Lucas Dinya is on the move again. He's off to... He's um, off to Saudi, isn't he? Saudi Arabia, yeah. Al Hali, Halil, which I, I don't know who plays for them. Probably Jordan Anderson. Um Thanks for that, Jose. Um, thanks for that, Rafa, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal want to sign Joshua Zerkizi. Zer- uh, yeah, that, that that does the rounds quite oh, a it... lot when it gets a bit quiet. Yeah, With, he, he's. I wouldn't say he's our new Benzema, but he's he's climbing up that up that ladder. All oh, right. Okay. I saw a report yesterday that Arsenal was still after Benzema. I saw that on uh, Twitter yesterday. Of course we are. We've been after him since he was like born. I think. Yeah. So... Someone quote tweeted it. Is this a tweet from 2012 that somehow made it? Like it's been just stuck in the drafts and then he's just come out. <laughs> uh, I'd still sign Benzema. Why not? He'd do a job <laughs> for us right now. Uh, Brighton already have already paid Boca Juniors ten million for Valentin Barco, who is a FM Wonder kid. Uh, he's a left back uh, slash left winger. Brighton just yeah, continuing to raid South America for incredible footballers. The way to do it. Yeah. Can't wait for next season's gossip to say Valentino Barco is interesting Chelsea for 150 million. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I've literally just seen a. I can't work out how much it for Brighton, but some, you know, when you see like a bit like that transfer market, the 
yeah. market where it has the valuation. It suggests that Brighton as a club are worth 270 million. <laughs> <laughs> might might be off by a couple of hundred mil. Yeah, that, that cannot be right, surely. Especially if you're gonna pay hundred mil for Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> or that's what he valued at. Um, yeah, I can't see how much he pays for either. He just bought all of his shares at a certain time, apparently. West Ham are not interested in re-signing Jesse Lingard. And apparently no one else is as well. It's always good to just get that out there, though, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> just be- <laughs> get that in the papers. We do not want him. <laughs> Guys, we've got something to say. No, no one was thinking it. Don't worry. I just wanted to know we're not interested in signing Jesse Lingard. Is this the same Lingard that offered his services to Barcelona this week? I don't know if that was a Twitter hoax or if that was true, but apparently he's told them that he's available if they want to sign him. Yeah, I think I... Saw that as well, but I don't know how real it was. <laughs> I want it to be real. I might give him a ring and say I'm available. If <laughs> she reminds me of that Michael Owen brochure that he made all about himself when he was <laughs> yeah. um, looking for a club. <laughs> you might be able to get him down down by the side, Nate, if you want. Get a good, yeah, yeah. Get a good office cover. <laughs> I reckon. I don't know what he wants paying. Sausage rolls, perhaps. Can't want much at this yeah. point. He's 31. He's made his money. Yeah, he's football, doesn't he? Just wants to play Just some do football. funny signs, and he'll love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get him with all about the bands these days. So, yeah, get your yeah. TikTok up. Just suggesting you've got a really cool sort of secret handshake. Tell him he can run the social media account for you. That you do when you win, <laughs> when you score. <laughs> um, let's look forward to, to this weekend's football, shall we? Um, Chelsea <laughs> play Fulham at 12 30 on Saturday lunchtime. Um, Who's going to win? Really? I mean, the two, the... The two teams who've got to come back from the crippling defeat of the Carabao Cup. There's four points between them in the table this season. Chris normally gets his stats from the BBC website, so let me have a look. Hang on, here we go. Fulham have won just one of their past 23 Premier League meetings, two one at home in January the 12th last year. Um, the Cottagers haven't second. won at Stamford Bridge in 18 attempts. For a second, I thought that was going to be about all the wins they've got on literally on January the twelfth. That's yeah. the kindest. That is the kindest <laughs> yeah, that Chris would have come with. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, this will be in there somewhere. Let me just keep checking. I'll keep checking. No, nah, I think he gets that from darker parts of the internet. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fulham have lost twenty Premier League games in twenty twenty three. A joint high alongside Bournemouth and Everton. Wow. Cool. But cool. Esteemed yeah, company. Nice Esteemed company. All three clubs safe from relegation. Regardless of 20 losses, it doesn't matter. Um, Adama Traoré has got a hamstring problem for Fulham. Uh, Calvin Bassey, Alex Awobi, and F- that's not a real name, Fodi Balo Torre are away with the African nations. Um, they'll miss they'll miss Bassey. He was he was fantastic against Arsenal. Yeah, he, he was he was really really good for Chelsea. Uh, Balashile and Chilwell are back in contention. There we go. That's the big team news ahead of tomorrow's early kickoff. Who's going to ahead of the big fixture? The big, the rivalry. The it's got to be a rivalry, is it? No, it is. Yes, West London. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's more like a Fulham rivalry with Chelsea, though, isn't it? Chelsea don't care about Fulham, do they? Surely. But I'm not even sure that Fulham really care. No, about it's not so much on Fulham having any rivals, isn't it? They're just sort of like, oh, you're close. Yeah, you'll do. (laughs) You're not as violent as West Ham or Millwall, and. uh, That's likely to be mugged off in this one. So yeah, uh, Chelsea should win in theory, but you know it's four points between them on the table, two position difference in the table. 
Where is it again? Tell me, tell me again. Is it a, is it a crime It's cottage? at the bridge. Uh, okay, so it won't be as cold. No. <laughs> the, I went the wind off the bridge. river is so fucking cold. Yeah, I went to Stanford Bridge in January last year for the Leeds game there, and it was absolutely freezing. Oh, right. No, would, would it, it's worse at Craven Cottage. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get Yeah, got less sort of cover. It just comes off the Thames and you are fucking cold. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's at Stanford Bridge. Stanford Bridge, more of a shithole, though. So. <laughs> yes. It is. Yeah. Uh, I do I think... There's, a, there's a, a, a tube station that comes straight out in Stanford Bridge. I do like that. Nice, handy. Um, none of that 20 minute walk at Tottenham. No. <laughs> Walk's horrible. <laughs> Uh, I'm right. going Chelsea. I think Chelsea will have enough about them to win, but yeah, they should I'm sure be. they'll make it hard fucking work. Oh yeah, it's gonna be dreadful to watch. Nathan Drake. Uh score draw. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, they both seem reasonable. Uh the late kickoff is Newcastle versus Manchester City. 5.30 on Sky Sports, I'd guess. Uh, Joe Linton's out for six weeks. I don't know if that's good or bad news, but he enjoys a long list of absentees, including Nick Pope, Callum Wilson, Harvey Bounds, and Joe Willock. If only Newcastle could spend some money. Uh, De Bruyne is back for City. Um, Harlan's still injured. Grealish has got an uh, illness, and John Stones is still sidelined. So Injuries galore for these two teams. Yeah, but... One of these is not like the others, right? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, Newcastle have not gone well this year, have they? 29 points. They're below Man United. So it just tells you how well they've done. They're nice I mean, they have been... Run. They Unlike City, though, but they have been decimated by injuries. Yeah. And self in, relatively self-inflicted suspensions, I guess. But, like... Yeah. They've probably lost their best player from last season through his, his suspension. They've... Yeah, they've they've been up against it. To be fair, um, yeah, we've got ten um, points fewer this at uh, this stage than they had last season. I don't think that being up against it is going to translate to them pulling it out of the bag. <laughs> it's at St James's Park, if that. I know. No, City just good. City just really good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they could pull within what two points of Liverpool if they win. Uh, this is their game in hand, I guess. Is it? No, so they're game in hand this weekend. Against... I want to say Brentford. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, they'll pull within points when they beat Brentford instead. Because Liverpool will just play next week when City will be off. I, yeah, I explained so, this to you, Russ. Yes, you did. Ten, to the ten teams play know. this week. Ten teams play next week. Every team gets a fortnight off. Where's the rest of the teams playing this week? Because this is only eight, eight teams playing this weekend. <laughs> Um, is Aunt Luton playing right now? Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot a little about Burnley and Premier League teams. I'll be honest, yeah, that is 10 teams. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, you're picking in this one, uh, Man City, just because I really don't like Newcastle. <laughs> Why not? Well, they were the next, they were going to be the greatest thing ever and win the league, and everyone in the in the country was going to be really happy about it. It was like, no, he secretly no. hates Dave as well, and he's not telling anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not true, but uh-huh. yeah. And Chris has so, just gone on and on and uh, on about it so much that Nathan it makes me like them more. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the more he bangs on about it, uh, it should be a good game. Newcastle, have, like I say, I don't think it. I don't know if it will be. I'm, like, I'm not yeah. sure Newcastle have been good though. No, feel- you're thinking about last season's. I Newcastle. am actually. Yeah, <laughs> they've been linked with Simon Dominic Solanke this week as well, who is having a good season, but. Feels very much like signing Chris Wood last January. Like, let's just sign a striker who scored a few goals this season. 
and hope that helps. Yeah, it's yeah. you've had your Chris Wood era, you've gone past that. <laughs> uh, when but after Man City signed like Alano, they didn't then go and sign other middling sort of <laughs> midfielders. They went and got like Yaya Torre and like Yeah, you're changed. supposed to kick on, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you work your way up. You start yeah. at Adrian Mooty, <laughs> then you get <laughs> Didier Drogba. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, this should be a quite comfortable Man City win. Um I think Sunday's so because games. despite the injuries they have, like they still have the depth like yeah oh no Jack Grealish is is a bit sick mm-hmm. we'll play Phil Foden instead yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the uh the worrying the worrying thing is the Brown is back in there yes he is yeah Man's I feel weekend, like people are kind of kind of slept on the fact that Man City are, are basically there or thereabouts and mm. haven't basically haven't had Kevin De Bruyne for the first half of the season yeah Harlan's yeah. been out for a good fair few weeks now as well like Alvarez has just stepped in and there's been no sort of step down in goals for them either. Yeah. Oh, I think they're just eight... We'll just roll out our World Cup winning strike. That's <laughs> our problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just revert, revert back to their ability to sort of share the goals around the team. Because like, if we look back yeah. to the season before they signed Harlem, when everyone's like, oh, they need, they should have signed Harry Kane or something. They needed a striker and they didn't have any strikers. And they were like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Just get 110 points and just smash the league. Fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Sunday's games kicks off at two o'clock. Everton take on Villa, the Lucas Dinya derby. Um, he's still out apparently, and he's on his way to Saudi Arabia. Um, for Everton, DCL's ban has been overturned, so he's back. Not sure how, but sure. Ashley Young is also back. I don't know if that's good or bad news. Uh, but Adrisha Gay is off to the African Cup of Nations. So uh, Decore is could also feature as well. Get some players back there, Adam. Yeah, but Villa uh, whisper it quietly, Russ. But Villa are really good. That's no, horrible, isn't it? A second, yeah, second. We've spent. I was really enjoying spent... the Stephen Gerrard era, and then fucking Unai Emery comes along and ruins it. <laughs> we spent this whole game talking. This whole sorry, this, we've set up this whole podcast basically yeah. as a, a vehicle to slag off Villa for the last sort of twelve years of yeah. them being awful. They got relegated. It was delightful, and now they're fucking second. They had Tim Sherwood. Yeah. Uh, Every once in a while, I forget about that and I have to remind myself. Tell me back to those glory days. It's not. I don't like this. <laughs> you know, are you happy to see Noah Emery doing well? Um, no. Do you think he was mistreated yeah. by Arsenal? Yeah. Definitely, it was whoever it was always going to be whoever came in after Wenger was not going to succeed. It was it was just written that that was what was going to happen. Yeah, um, I, I did feel a bit sorry for him. Well, a lot sorry for him because he's he's proved before and after that he is not a bad manager. Um, yeah. So yeah, abs- absolutely delighted to see him doing well. Really am. Good. Um... Are they going to win? Have you got any chance, Adam? Are you going to win? Because nah. you've not done badly this season. Like, I know you not not hit the heights that Villa have, but compared to where you were last season, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been in terms of really results, well. In terms of results, we've been fine. Yeah. Um, but no, we will not. We will not be <clears throat> troubling the points column in in this game. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Seamus Coleman needs to make one more appearance to become Everton's outright record holder in the Premier League. He's currently level with who? Oh, um, Arsenal. Arsenal. 
It's not Tony Hibbert, unfortunately. I was going to jokingly suggest Tony Hibbert. <laughs> um, it, he must have loads there, so who could it be? 354 is it, it is. Is it Steve Watson? No. Keeper. Nigel Martin? Nope. Oh, same sort of era. Same era? So, yeah, well, he was in goal for you when Nigel Martin was in goal for us, I think, around that time. So was it, it, it can't have been Big Nev. No, later than Nev. I'm lost now. American. Because the only one I've got in between there is Richard Wright. It's not him. <laughs> He's American. Oh, no, this is after. It's Tim Howard. Yeah, he's after Nigel, isn't he? Yeah, after. Oh, okay, right, okay. I've gone, I went I've the wrong way with my ears. I was lost. <laughs> I went left when I should have gone right. I didn't realise he played that many games for Everton. 354 games. No, I wonder how many. I, bet, I feel time. like he played like a non, like uh, a sort of substantial amount of games for Manchester United as well. That man must have a fair few Premier League appearances in his. In his cupboard. Um, Wikipedia suggests he has played 600 professional games. Only 45 for Man United, apparently. Is that all? Yeah. But then, uh, well, 354 for Everton. Yeah. Scoring one goal. Yeah. Which we always like to see. Mayfield's going to win this one? Um, Probably Villa, but it, it kind of has the feel of... Um, Everton might turn up. Like, there's been games this season where I thought, yeah, I can't, you know, Everton are, are playing all right, but I can't see them winning. And then they they produced like a, a really good performance. So mm. I wouldn't want to rule it out, but I, I do think that we'll have enough to see them off. Yeah. Right. And the final game for us in the Premier League this weekend is Manchester United playing Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, Man U have got six players back Casemiro, Lissandro Martinez, Luke Shaw, Anthony. Um, uh, Diallo and Ericsson are all back in training and back available. Uh, Spurs have got Radu Dragasin and Timo Werner. They're both ready to make their debuts. Um, isn't it defensively that Spurs have got like no players? Uh, yeah, but that Dragasin guy is a, a, defend, a defender, right? Yeah, oh, okay. yes, he is, yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah, they've sent Jed Spence the other way of late Genoa. Um, after he was after Leeds sent him back from his loan, he then got sent off to Genoa. I mean, there are worse places to be. Yeah, um, you know the Italian Riviera. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? No, or Ellen Road. This is, I mean, Man United are eighth, Spurs are fifth. Spurs can close within to within three points of Liverpool atop if they win this. This is like a glamour fixture that's actually secretly really quite rubbish. Yeah, that's what <laughs> like they said before you came on, that this is like a dreadful game, really. It should be a great game, but all the sort of superstars aren't there, really. They've all gone. But just not even the fact the superstars aren't there. It's just that one of the teams is god-awful, <laughs> and the other team has suffered really bad injuries and isn't performing as well as they were earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, you can work out which team you are if you want. <laughs> I, I, I think everyone knows, but we don't need to say it out loud. Spurs are seeking to complete a league double over United for the first time since 1989-1990, when Terry Venables was in charge. Wow, it's definitely doable. That's a low point, isn't it? If for Ten Hag at that point, yeah, like 
He's lost a lot of games. Again, like... I, I hate to stick the 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 boot in here, Nate, but this is very much Belichick losing to the Jets. Sort of like, <laughs> ah, this is a new low. <laughs> how Did how I much longer does this carry on for Ten Hag? Because oh. surely he'll see out the season at this point. It's mid-January now. You can't fire him and get a new manager in. Wow, <laughs> Manchester United have a history, admittedly under... I was going to say different ownership, but the same ownership, but yeah, slightly they own slightly less of it, and maybe the bit that doesn't own it might be running the show now. Um, Manchester United have a history of sacking managers once they mathematically cannot qualify for the Champions League. Normally, oh. because there's a contractual element to it that saves the money. If you look at the day they fired David Moyes, was the day they could no longer. Mathematically qualify for the Champions League. <laughs> Poor Moisey. Yeah. <laughs> Should never have left Everton. It was safe. It was really safe for them. Um, they really just set him up for failure, though. Like, I love the fact that, like, because he was going out of contract with us, they were too tight. So we refused to let him start working for them until the 1st of July because they wouldn't give us any compensation. So they, he, he just had to do nothing. <laughs> Yeah, that is excellent. Just go in for a bit, Dave. Yeah, like a surely we could have wanted more than like a couple of hundred grand. Yeah, he's out of contract. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's nothing to pay off at that point. Just, just yeah, pa- pa- pay his way. Like maybe we want pay his wages for June. Like we'll let him. Yeah, <laughs> come on. But no, what, they were like, no, no, no. We'll wait. What do Manchester United need to do to turn this all around? Where? Where does it start? Is it ownership? Is it management? Is it the playing squad? I think Is it all three. Set, I think they need to set fire to Old Trafford with the glazers in it. <laughs> I'd pretty much start from there. <laughs> Fair enough. I think they That's need it. to um, have proper. Not for. They need better leadership. Or they need better management, but not management. I don't necessarily mean on the pitch. Yes. I mean, they need better decision-making at board level. Sort of like, if you look at how Liverpool turned it around, mm. they turned it around by stacking good decision on top of good decision on top of good decision. Yeah. When you go and buy... Coutinho for eight million and sell him to Barcelona for 150 million. That then allows you to go and buy Allison and Van Dyke. Yeah. Like, and in that you hire Klopp and you just all the things Liverpool's ownership did in a short period of time just mm. elevated. Spurs did the same, but they had they came from further down to not quite as high. Yeah. But um that's how Spurs broke into the Big six, whatever it is now, was by doing that. And that's what what Liverpool did, and that's what Manchester United do, and they just do the exact opposite every single time. Like Is it a case of they're not willing to wait? They want they just want it to happen. I don't but... think it's a case of yeah, I think that they have to accept that there's gonna be like steady growth, and and that's what Nath will be able to allude to on with Arsenal in terms of like mm-hmm. What Arsenal have demonstrated under Arteta has been steady growth from a point where they um, he almost got fired, and then he came like yeah. There was generally a point when I can't remember which one of the many 
goes around the managerial merry around Everton were having at this point. But I was like, oh, we should hire Arteta. Bring Arteta back, yeah. And then someone was like, but he's at Arsenal. I was like, oh, you didn't, Arsenal didn't actually fire. I just assumed they <laughs> fired him. I forgot. It was like mid end of season or whatever. And yeah. that's what Manchester United need. Like, they just need to, and that is, a, I mean, a lot of that is focused around recruitment. Like, their recruitment is just poor. Like, when was the last player Manchester United bought who improved at Manchester United? Yeah, I'm looking at their squad now. <laughs> like, there isn't one in their current squad. But even before, tell me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't. Eric Jumba Jumba. Probably Ronaldo. I was about to say, is it Ronaldo? <laughs> when was that? 20. No, it was 2002, 2004? Three? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 2005? Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that is a long I think, time. I think going back to the, the, the Arsenal model, like we, we had a bit of a an upstairs battle. There was there was a bit of mm. you know, when when Ivan Gazidis sort of stepped aside slash kind of got ousted a little bit and then even after him there was a bit of well, there was a bit of a power struggle as to who was gonna fill that void. And, yeah. and you had the, as well. And you had the thing with Sven what's his face, the guy who was in charge of recruitment. Yeah, was it Sven Minslap Min, or whatever yeah. it was called? Yeah. So, yeah, so he was he was brought in and it was decided that that wasn't a good thing and what we did was whoever won that bot that battle was like, right, this is what I want us to do. I need to bring someone in who can do that. Bringing in Edu, yeah, was has, has turned into a masterstroke. I didn't see it at the time. I just thought ex player is just coming back to fill a hole because he's an ex player, you know. Yeah, he's got the right. He's got the right name, and he played for the right club. When you look at his Wikipedia <laughs> page, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he could come back, and then and lo and behold, it's turned into actually. He's got on board with what the club wanted, and then and then them two together have gone right. Who's the manager that's going to produce that football, that brand that we want to produce? Yeah, they've gone and got. They've said right, let's give Arteta a go. I was I I didn't think that was the answer at the time. I thought it was too early, but again, it's because everyone's aligned, because everyone's following the same the same mantra almost. Even just that on its own, I know we're not the finished article, we're still a long way from that and we're kind of at the point now where it's like, are we actually going to go balls out with with big money transfers to, to just add that little bit to get a bit closer to Man City? Or are we happy with the model that we've now got knowing that we're probably going to finish behind Man City and get dragged into a top four battle when when these teams have good seasons? You're somewhere. I think you're somewhere in the middle almost because you're, you're picking off players like Trossard from... Um, yeah, but then you can also go and absolutely raid West Ham for Declan Rice. So you only because Chelsea didn't want him, though. Obviously, they, must, they, <laughs> yeah, had, first, yeah. they had first refusal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're basically picking up their scraps, aren't they? They were yeah. too busy signing Mudrick, and you just popped in there and thought, "I'm going to take Trossard instead." That's fine. Well, it's actually yeah. hilariously. I think that this was part of the when the Chelsea's transfer strategy seemed to be sign players, uh, sign whichever player other people are interested in. Yeah, yeah they were like and Arsenal were, were the ones pretending to be interested in Mudrick. <laughs> yeah, Todd Barry's definitely playing FM. He's got little wanted signs of all the players. Oh shit, they want him quick. I've got to sign him. Yeah. Him. <laughs> um, but yeah, simply, I think it's more of like a again to go back to the the NFL comparison. It's that that front office sort of situation where yeah. Manchester United need better decisions. If you look at like before, they had 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 um, 
what's his last? Ed Woodward. Ed Woodward, yeah. Who I believe worked for Nike. Yeah, I think so. Before yeah. he worked for Manchester United, like. Yeah, he, he might did. be able to do great things as as he might be a great executive, but then he needs to have that person below him who he can just trust with the football. He, you need to know what you don't know and be willing to say, "I don't know about football." Mm. You can tell me about these players. I'll tell you. We, I can do the budgets. I can do. I can go and make us as much money commercially, so you can spend as much money as as you need. Mm. But you do it, and they have never had that since Fergie left. And on top of that. I think that there's some uh, <clears throat> a dereliction of duty placed at Alex Ferguson with the players that he left behind. Yes, yeah, he knew when the I, time was right to get out, didn't he? Yeah, I also I also think as well, like it goes back, it goes to show how much power Ferguson had at the club. And still, yeah, has, too, still, still lingers around as well. That yeah. he's still sort of. Even as far, not as for that far back, but when they re-signed Ronaldo, they got Fergie on board to like sway him from Man City to Man United. It's like, yeah, he shouldn't it, it, be doing that. Yeah, he he created a club where no one answered unless unless he was involved. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like he he was he was the judge and the executioner. You know, he, yeah. he everything ran through him. He was like the Godfather, learning. Yeah, which is, well, which... maybe, but may- maybe, maybe not. I think maybe the, in terms of the whole thing, the problem wasn't necessarily the fact that they lost Ferguson. It was the fact that they lost Ferguson and David Gill at exactly the same time. Yeah, that teamwork mm. between the two of them. Maybe you could absorb one and not the other, and mm. then you can go on from there. But they didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. They brought Darren Fletcher in as their their version of Edu. I don't know if he's going to be as, as successful. Um, he's their technical director, whereas Edu's your sporting director. I'm not really sure what the difference between the two is, but there isn't. One. Yeah, <laughs> very big, yeah, it's very messed up, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just an odd thing. I mean, it's delightful to see everyone who's not a Man United fan is absolutely loving this. Oh, it's it's, it's absolutely peak, isn't it? This is we've all been waiting for this. Yeah, it's, it's our fantastic. Childhood. Yeah, we're even. We're even not as bothered as we should be about Man City having unlimited money and Newcastle no, being fine. taken over by okay by who they've been taken over. We're absolutely fine. You go and do that and crack on because yeah. we are still enjoying the fact that United are nowhere near a league title. Yeah, City put eight past us last season. I was more pissed off that we drew two two with Man United than losing eight 0 to Man City. Are they going to beat Spurs or Spurs going to win this one? Uh, I I think Spurs are going to slap them. Yeah, Timo Werner yeah, with a hat trick. I think Spurs will probably do it as well. well I just I, I I'm really like I'm quite disappointed in Ten Hag mm. from what I was anticipating. As in, like I don't think I've ever seen this Man United team play good football. No, they they look very much like just a bunch of players. They're not in a different way to a team. Not in the yeah, in a different way to to Van Gaal, where Van Gaal was playing horrible. Yes. Boring, slow, Very pedestrian, like um, the Arsene Wenger. It was the yeah. absolute peak Arsene, Arsene Wenger's use of the term, what was it, sterile domination. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what Van Gaal was doing with Manchester United. They were getting nowhere. Um, This Man United team just, they're not good at anything. Yeah, there's, no. nothing, there's nothing that you can pick out to say, 
that's the one good thing that I would try and build around. There's, there's, there's no nothing. player in their team that scares me. No, there actually isn't, which is mental for the amount of money that they've spent on footballers. Are we not, we're not being a bit harsh on Scott McTominay, though. No. Well, <laughs> God, machine McTominay. The one they want to get rid of, Scott McTominay, is the one probably, yeah. <laughs> the one that's tried hardest for them all season long. He does seem to be the only one who actually looks like he gives a shit. Whether he does yeah. or not, I don't know. But, but when I see him play, he does seem to be the one who actually looks like he might care a little bit. My brother-in-law's a Man United fan, and he's he's just fed up to the back to for Bruno. He says Bruno just runs, but doesn't ever do anything. He's just running around the pitch, trying to not be involved in the play as much as possible. I think it's worse than that. Sometimes I think that he grandstands and, um, yeah, and like he's just a terrible decision to have as captain. Yes, he yeah, he can like. When it's going badly, he wants to show them. He wants to be the well, the the one thing they won't accuse me of is not running. Yeah, but very much in that sort of Ali Dyer sort of like I'm everywhere where the ball. Ha- I'm I'm really good at being where the ball used to just be. <laughs> yeah, the ball was just there. And <laughs> as we talked about in terms of these great coaches nowadays, like the thing that all of these elite coaches could do, and I thought Ten Hag would have can't. You don't press that selfish, and it it puts your it hangs the rest of your teammates out to dry. Yeah, John Henderson would never. <laughs> I mean, I, I could I've not been able to stand Bruno Fernandez from day one. I yeah. just hated every single thing about him. Like, oh, my, you know, United fans when we sign this amazing talent. No, you have not. He is rubbish. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. I'm just going to say that, like, off the ball, uh, uh, he's not really leadership material. He's rubbish. He doesn't bring anything. (laughs) He's great in a winning team. That's what he is. He'd be great in a a, a successful team that plays nice football because he wouldn't have to contribute a great deal. But in this team, he gets exposed all the time. Well, I actually think that in this team, he doesn't fit in. No. Like... I don't know what his position is. Like he's like you said, you can't play him as one of the midfield f- field three. He kind of needs to play as like a second shadow, like a a number ten second striker. But yeah, like yeah, it just doesn't work. He can't play in a round hole. Yeah, Absolutely. but the problem the problem Ten Hag's had is that before Ten Hag arrived, he has been Manchester United's best player and. Probably is the exact. Actually, if we're being fair, the example of the player who has probably improved when he turned up at Manchester United, right? Even if that improvement was just the fact he was doing it on a big, he was able to carry on doing what he was doing, but on a bigger stage because it wasn't Portugal. He turned yeah. up and he did score a lot of goals to begin with. He did, yeah. Um, Won him a lot of penalties. Yeah. Um. So it's very difficult to be Ten Hag and be like turn up and be like right let's get rid of yeah let's get rid of the the only really positive thing we've had not going on in our team for the last two years <laughs> even though he doesn't fit in yeah it's a, it's a horrible situation I was, I was I hate to be a main life and just, well, just, just in general not, but it's just not being ballsy enough to do it because like it's just that little bit you're just lacking because Pep would do it. Yes, he would, yeah. yeah. He would, He'd yeah. bomb them out straight away. Look, he turned up and he fucked off Joe Hart. He turned yeah. up and he completely sidelined Yaya Torre. There was the um, left back that signed for Bayern, the 
the Jao Cancelo, Cancelo who was player, yeah. player of the year almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't fit in, so yeah. I mean, he almost wanted to sell um, Aguero when he turned up. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at what he did when he took over at Barcelona. The first thing he did was sell Eto, um, yeah. sell not Eto, sell Ronaldinho and Deco. Yeah, <laughs> tried to sell Eto, got told he needed to not do it. Still did it eventually. Like <laughs> he'd at least have the the courage of his convictions to go down his way. And Man United mm. aren't going down the way I thought. Ten like if this is how he goes down, I think he's going to be disappointed in what's. It's more of the same though, because the odds for the next manager, Graham Potter, is the heavy favourite to take over. And I don't. He doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to go in there and clean house. He's all struck me as a very sort of softly, softly approach manager. Yeah. Lots of key phrases and buzzwords and things like that. The, the, the bet is, is horrible. If you're a fan, Graham Potter. Stick, I think Julian you need Lopetegui. to stick with Ten Hag because. Yeah. Look at the sort of like. The cycle isn't going to break otherwise. You've just got. And you just have this such mismashy squad. Yeah. Of, I just want to get it up a second. Six or seven different managers' ideas all in one squad. Yeah. If it's not Ten Hag, then the next one needs to be a, a bare minimum five-year contract that sees out the five years, no matter how, no matter what, how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, but we all know, unless <laughs> we not remind ourselves that our good friend, <laughs> uh, our good friend David Moyes had that six-year contract. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to just finish um, paying him. <laughs> Yeah, the, the but, right, so right, we've nice. got you've got Harry Maguire signed oh. by Solskjaer. Um, he signed in 2019, so yeah, yeah, Solskjaer. Martinez signed by uh, Solskjaer. Uh, Varane signed by. <laughs> that was last year. No, year before last was it? Uh, you've got Victor. Yeah. signed by Mourinho You've which got, seems a hell of a long time ago now like Luke Shaw signed by I think then uh, yeah it must be Van Gaal 2014. 2014 so Moyes or Van Gaal yeah Van Gaal I think that's going to be Van Gaal yeah you could put four you can Man United can put out a back four signed by <laughs> four different managers <laughs> yeah that's wild yeah. Like <laughs> that shouldn't that shouldn't happen. It, it depends. Who, and also, depending on who you class as signing Johnny Evans, you could probably you could probably add Anana <laughs> in there and have a back five of five different managers. Like <laughs> yeah. you can have Fergie signing Man- uh, Johnny Evans. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that yeah. is like, do you know what I mean? That is them in a nutshell. Yeah. There's, there's no joined up thinking. <clears throat> right, I've had enough of talking about money in head. <laughs> I think that's really it. We've got nothing else to go through this weekend. There's not much happening. Unless you want to talk about some championship football. Absolutely not. <laughs> <It's a big> <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we got this How weekend. How are Leeds doing, Ross? Tell, tell us, educate us about Leeds's plight. Well, Leeds are fourth currently. Um, Leicester have run away with the championship. They've already won it. They're, they're miles ahead. No one's going to catch them. They haven't. Um, it's January. They, they've got sixty-five points. They've lost two games all season. Um, no one's no one's catching them. 
uh, Ipswich are faltering. They're they're dropping. They've not won for five games now. They're currently in second. Saints are in third with a four wins out of five. And the Leeds are just on their coattails, four points behind. We are playing at Cardiff tomorrow, and nothing bad ever happens when we play Cardiff. That so, feels like I know that like in the opposite of sort of like the Fulham approach. Yeah. But that Leeds Cardiff feels like that's a rivalry. Cardiff is the was the beginning of the end. Um Mark Viduka smashed one of their players in the face with his elbow, got red carded. Um we lost in the FA Cup and the the rest of that season crumbled. David uh, O'Leary left in the summer and the rest is history. Yeah, but I just feel that that's the kind of place where you just like oh, those fans horrible. hate each other and probably have done for forty years for no yeah. real reason, but some reason that and they always beat us as well. They always beat us. So the, I'm putting money on Kai to win tomorrow. <laughs> um, we're, we're not very good away from home, unfortunately, which is a bit of an issue um, as we're, we're playing in Cardiff tomorrow. But we're doing all right. We're doing fine. We're fourth. See, I don't, we're not going to win the league. We're not going to finish second, I don't think. But it'll be in the playoffs. You don't think you're going to finish second? No, I think Saints are. Saints are on an absolute tear. Uh, they've not lost for a long time now. But you're not far behind them, though. No, only four points behind. We're four doing points. our best to keep in touch. But as as we saw at St Mary's, they ripped us apart in ten minutes. Yeah, but you got next. That means that next time you play them, it'll be at Ellen Road. True, and we're quite good at. It. But yeah, that was. Uh, they haven't. They've lost one game since then. And that was against Ipswich. Are Ipswich so, going to keep falling like a stone? Or? Yeah, I think they are. Their bubbles burst. They got promoted last year, and they've gone up, and they've done really, really well. But they just seem to have stopped scoring goals, which is an issue for any team, really. Do you have do Leeds have any worries about um players that might be attracting Premier League moves or uh Somerville is getting linked with Newcastle quite a bit, but we would be As we established, they haven't got any money. So Exactly. They can't sign him and we want thirty five to forty million, which is fine. Yeah. Um, they're not gonna get him. I think the rest of the team's pretty much we've sold Luke Ayling, he's gone to Middlesbrough, which is a, I saw a on loan. Yeah, he's on loan, but he's, he's out of contract. So but he's, he's out of contract. I saw the bit where he left uh yeah. yeah his like statement where he talked about yeah, he'd been at least for eight years and Yeah, it's a sad day. He was um in in his, I saw it that in his time at Leeds, no fullback in 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 world football has won more free kicks than he has. His his famed ailing flop that he did a lot of at Leeds, but yeah, he's gone to Middlesbrough. Um, we've loaned a couple of kids out to Plymouth. I, I can, don't see any of our major players leaving. Um, we do need to strengthen. We need to sign a fullback at least because we've sent obviously ailing away and Jed Spence. We've had it. We cut short his loan because he was a bad influence apparently. What, um, if Middlesbrough are so good, why are they 13th? Well, they're expected to do really, really badly this season. Right. So, for yeah, for the expectations, they're doing pretty well. Okay. Um, But yeah, I think we'll finish in the playoffs. And leads in the playoffs never ends well. So, Well, you've got... You've, as things stand, you've got a nice buffer to the playoffs. Yeah, I think if Saints go up and the playoffs finish with us, West Brom and Sunderland, and it's which I, I would fancy us to at least get to the final. Um, I mean, there's still a lot of football to play, right? So this could change, but yeah. you have, you've got a game in hand in Hull and Norwich, mm. and who are the teams immediately outside the playoff picture? Yeah. And you're nine points on Hull? Yes. So, yeah, it needs to be a big swing as well. <clears throat> we've got a fantastic goal difference compared to those two teams as well. 
you'd like to think you wouldn't melt down that <laughs> you'd have to do a real big Ipswich. Yes, we would. And it's not unlikely, is it? It's not it, it is very possible that we could do that. But I think uh Daniel Farker is the right appointment this year and he's got the team playing well. Jesse Marsh needs to stop talking there. Have you all seen this on Twitter? You're not on Twitter, but I've sent you some pictures of Jesse Marsh in his comments. I saw he did one of those masterclass things. Oh my, God, my brother signed up dreadful. for that. I can see. find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not specifically Jesse Marsh. Like right, no. The whole, like... He did a... Um, coaching thing. He was on he the does, Simon I mean, Jordan... He works as a coach, so... What, yeah. He was on the Simon Jordan podcast this week. Um, just spouting just bunches of lies. Like he was saying, if you, if you look at the metrics, we were actually 13th when I was sacked. It's like, yeah, but if you look at the reality, we were 18th when you sacked. It, <laughs> the metrics don't matter in real football. Fucking <laughs> moron. Uh, there was a point where he was almost hired by Saints um, after he was fired by Leeds, but they offered him a three-month deal, and he wasn't happy with that, so he walked away. Three-month deal. <laughs> I mean... Would you would you want to come back into the Premier League, given how disenchanted you were when you were in the Premier League? <laughs> Honestly, no. I, I think I said to Adam before, and I've said to other people that the, the dream is really to win the Championship every year and just stay there and defend it. Is <laughs> yeah. it that, that's fine? Um, I, we had some good fun, fun in the Premier League. We had some good results. Um, but what if was... you won the What if you won the the Championship every year, but you got like a huge points deduction for like? Whatever reason, so you Just morally seventh, or morally you won one. Yeah, I'd, I'd take that. Well, no, what you, I'd like it even better. I'd like it. I'd like you to drop to third, right? And then, but every season, out of spite. You just put out like this absolute shocking team in the playoffs for whatever reason. <laughs> just yeah. completely tank the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> tank the playoffs. Like, like literally, you're just like let the fans play. Yeah. <laughs> First eleven to turn up. Yeah. yeah. I mean Do we do we put you do we make you play your positions? No, you pull the shirts out of a bag and whatever number you get, you're lining up there. <laughs> yeah, the Premier League it, it's obviously where every team wants to be because of the money but I don't know I'm having more fun this season than I but, did last season right. certainly sure 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 um, but I remember that uh, our good friend Marcelo made you feel things he did he made you feel things again in your cold lifeless life. heart yeah um, did you feel more things in his first two seasons in the championship or that third season when you were good in the Premier League? Yeah, that the, the, the season, the first two seasons in the Championship were incredible. Yeah. And then that first season in the Premier League, finishing ninth and like tanking Newcastle 5-0 and competing with the best and the best, that was fantastic. The, the second we fired Bielsa, we've been here before, the second we fired Bielsa, we were done for. I genuinely believe he would have kept us up. And if he hadn't, he should have just been able to keep, take us down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like the the um Radieri approach to Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It would have You've been dignified. Enough. Yeah, exactly. You deserve to take us down and but then we move well, on. you're not getting to the crux of the issue. What I'm saying is that I'm not sure that the Premier League per se was your problem. No. So no, what, it wasn't. So if Leeds were good, even yeah. not even good as in tearing it up, but the thing that you but, the thing that Marcelo gave you is that they were interesting, right? Yes, 
There it's is... like when I remember distinctly with my friend. I was with my friend Adam, who was staying with me, and we were watching um, you play Wolves. Yeah. And you went 3 0 down at half time. And if that had been any other team playing yeah. Wolves, I'd have turned that game off then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We I was like, game. no, no, no. <laughs> there's there's still a chance. Yeah. Well, and lo and behold. Got sent off and we won the game in injury time with a Luke Ailing header. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he, he it was fun. Like that's the thing. Like football should be fun. Like yeah, and that's why that's why I still will rally again. Continue to rally against Sean Dyche, to, to, regardless of whether the results are good. And like, yeah, he does a good job keeping us up. Like the football is not fun. Yeah, exactly. F- football should think, be fun. I think that might have been part of my snap as well last weekend. Where it was just like. This is just turned into shit. This. Nah, but I think you're too close to that because I actually think watching that game or the bits of that game I watched is that was fun because mm. Arsenal were really good. They just didn't score. Yeah, just couldn't finish their chances. Which I, I can know. understand why it's frustrating as an Arsenal fan, but from a neutral, that was fun. Yeah, oh, I can imagine from a neutral that was a, that was a really intriguing game, but and not fun from the point of wanting to point and laugh at you either. Just from the fact that being able to be like, oh, oh, like do you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. in the bar. Like, yeah, the drama as a yeah. neutral it was a fun that's game of football the, to watch. That's it, the drama, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. and and that's the thing that Bielsa gave you, right? Is it? It was very much balls out. Yes, let's go for it. His tactics were very much if Plan A doesn't work, do Plan A better. There is do no plan, do, do Plan A more. Yeah, he said that to Phil Hay on a couple of occasions, the lead journalist. Like that Can is be- the plan. Can we be more kamikaze? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think we can't? Let's bring on another striker and take off the central. Like, <laughs> you, this is what we play. Win or lose, this is the tactics we play. And that cost yeah. us the playoff semi-final against Brighton, uh, Derby, sorry. And it won us the league by 10 points the second season. So it's, yeah, it, it, it was fun. And it's not been fun. It's fun again this year because we're in a division where we can win games. Like under Jesse Marsh, we went four months without winning a game. That's just fucking horrible. No one wants that. Yeah, that's that's tough. That. We had a run where we played Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, and Man United, and I just thought, well, this month is pointless. Like, I'm not, I'm going to pay <laughs> no interest to this next month of Leeds games. We're not going to win any of them. We won't even get a point out of any of them. So, what's the point? And lo and behold, <laughs> exactly, I was right. Whereas now we're playing Cardiff and we've got Norwich and we're playing like teams we I think we could beat. It's. Uh, it's fun again, and football should be fun. I think on that message, we uh, we end this week's podcast, boys, do we? Great work. Yeah. Nice. where can people find you on Twitter? I am at FMCM underscore FC. Lovely job. You find me at Rossbow underscore underscore. Adam's not on Twitter or X anymore because he's too cool for it these days. Uh, but you can find him at the Perfect 10 podcast, which you can find on Spotify. Um, give it a listen. It's good fun. Yeah. We will be back. I say we. Chris will be back hopefully next week unless he's got a, another social plan. Maybe he's having an affair. We just outed him. Anyways. Yeah. Chris doesn't strike me as someone Doubtful. with the sort of... <laughs> yeah. Chris doesn't strike me as someone with the sort of like... <laughs> the capacity. No. It, like I think affairs feel like a lot of effort. Yeah, too much admin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much admin. Maybe he's bought another sausage roll and he's just sat in the pub with it. I was talking to someone about about the the admin of affairs the other day, and like, and just two guys, you know, like, yeah, affair, like, no, don't think any of us have had them. So nice. hard work, um, yeah. but so it just makes me think of how do these fuckers have secret families? 
you know, there's having an affair yeah. and there's having a secret second family. Yeah. I'm tired of one kid and one wife. But you also already have one salary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like you need to have two you need to have a job where you're they think you're travelling a lot. Yeah. Because one of them you got have to you have to have a main family. You can't have a it's, they're not going to be separate but equal, are they? No. Like, there's a proper uh, family and then the other family. I just don't know how you do it. No. I don't wrap. I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> and how far apart do you have to have them? Because yeah, they couldn't be in the be same in, town, could they? They could. You, I don't even think they could be close, Russ. No. I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I don't think you could have like you couldn't have a secret family in Southampton. No. Because it's not just you. It's not just your your. What happens if you bump into her, yeah. her friend in West Keen with a different daughter? And they're like, "That's not Molly." Yeah, and it all unravels because you've just been lazy and not gone further afield. And they'll be like, "Ah, oh, I saw Ross with this. What was he doing? Was he like? Was it like one of Molly's friends? Or something? Like, you can't have seen Ross. He was he he was traveling with. He was what? away on business. Yeah." <laughs> He wasn't. Look at this photo. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Far too much having my Google It doesn't work, and I don't know how anyone ever does it. <laughs> so, Chris, if you're having an affair, stop it, all right? Because you're going to get found out at some point. So. Yeah, because there's no motorways either. So he's got. To, no. There's no way he he has not got the time to put the necessary distance between him and his second family. No. <laughs> Yeah. It's going to be a disaster. They're in Devon or Plymouth, and still, even still, it's too close. Yeah, it's too Exeter. close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Chris will be back next week, maybe, unless his wife's yeah. told him um, from finding out. Um, Nathan Adam might be back with him. You have to find out if you listen. Make sure you are um, following us on Twitter at Manor Post. Uh, you're obviously listening to us, so you've you already subscribed. Hopefully, not just a random found find on iTunes. But yeah, yeah it took me us- eight years to realise that Chris kept saying that, and he didn't need to say it. <laughs> Like and subscribe. Hit that Sat button. Here, listening to him every week say, you could find us on on Spotify. And I'm like, Chris, they yeah. thought, yeah. When yeah. someone said it, it was a real light bulb moment for me. <laughs> People are already listening. And if they're not, they're not going to hear it anyway. So it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah. um, if you're listening, thank you very much. We've been doing this for 13 years at this point, and it's still fun to do. So, yeah, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Adam. Bye. It's goodbye from Nath. Ta-ra. And always remember to keep your man on the post.